I'm going to go right into where uh, what I was talking about uh, uh, when the computer went on the blitz. <laughs> so when we talk about the finances, uh, you know, that God wants us to uh, to to enjoy God, the, the, the grace that we have to see a wealth transfer. Uh, if you looked at, uh, we were talking about Isaiah 45 and verse uh, uh, 2 and uh, verse 3. Uh, it says, I will go before you and uh, level the mountains to make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the doors of bronze and cut asunder the bars of iron. So, uh, and the next verse in verse 3, it says, I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places that you may know that it is I, the Lord, the God of Israel, who calls you by your name. Now, when I read that verse, uh, brass uh, and iron, uh, you know, the doors of bronze and the bars of iron speak of bondage. Uh, God says, I'm going to bring about a, a, a change where I'm going to set people free. The, the doors that held them in bondage, the doors that held them in captivity are no longer uh, going to keep you in captivity because in the very following verse, he says, I'm going to give you the treasures of darkness. Now, I want to stop right there and say darkness does not necessarily mean evil. You know, we have been taught by religion that light is good and darkness is evil. We've been taught by religion that, uh, you know, uh, uh, if anything is dark, it's not right, it's evil. No, it's not necessarily because the Bible does say, I will give you the treasures of darkness. So which means if darkness is evil, then God must be wrong in, in saying the treasures of darkness because darkness is definitely not uh, evil. And uh, it goes on to say that uh, he's going to give us the hidden riches of secret places. And I believe that secret place, uh, riches that are there in secret places, God is bringing it uh, forth. He's pushing it forth out where people can actually uh, see uh, these things which were hidden in secret he's going to bring it out so people can actually see that the, the these are the riches that God wants uh, to bring uh, to the nations of the world let me say this first to the nations of the world and of course yes when we talk about in the terms of the church to the church so brass doors and iron gates represent bondage and I, I see a lot of people uh, many of us are still in bondage in some way or the other and uh, Quite an, a, a large number, of, a large percentage of people are actually in financial bondage, you know. So, which brings me to the question: How many uh, of you uh, on Zoom or on Facebook Live are probably going to watch this later? How many of you are in financial lack? You know, we've got a lot of people prophesying. Uh, I, I do believe I love the prophetic. I love prophesying, but I do not subscribe to hype. I'm not, I'm not the kind of person who's going to tell you, uh, you know, 50 people need to give $51 to, or $68 a seed and then the, or type amen on my post and you're going to get blessed. No, I'm not, I'm not that kind of guy. No, but I see the word and I see what God is doing. Uh, if, you, if you remember, you've been following us. We've been talking about the apostolic vision uh, where God gives you elevated vision where you're able to see into what God has uh, for you. And, you know, uh, take possession of it. So God wants you to prosper. My question is, are you seeing that prosperity in your life? Now, I want you to look at, uh, if you can, you can uh, listen to me, that's more than enough. Psalm 35 verse 27, I'm going to read the verse. It says, let those who favor my righteous cause 
and have pleasure in my uprightness. Shout for joy and be glad and say continually, let the Lord be magnified who takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. That's Psalm 35 and 27. Psalm 35 verse 27 says, let those who fear my righteous cause, it goes on to say, and have pleasure in my uprightness, shout for joy. So if you are a child of God, you're going to shout for joy, be glad, and say continuously, or say continually, not continuously, continually. you got to say something. And what are you going to say is, let the Lord be magnified, which is, okay, yeah, God's magnified. And I mean, we, we do that all the time. Oh, praise the Lord, God is magnified, we lift you up, all of that. But then it says, you need to say, God takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. So technically, I'm a servant of God, you're a servant of God. Your confession or your saying continually should be, God takes pleasure when I prosper. Right? If you have never said that before, I want you to say that. Say it now. Say it to the person next to you. If, uh, if, they're, if, if, if they're around you, just tell them, tap them and tell them, hey, God takes pleasure when I prosper. You know, God takes pleasure when I prosper. That's what you're going to continuously say. You see, uh, a lot of people want a prophet to come and give them a word. You know, uh, prophet, prophet, give me a word, give me a word, give me a word. I, I, I don't want to be title, prophet, apostle, pastor, evangelist, whatever. I'm just called. That's my name. And so I'm, I'm telling you, this is what God wants. Whether you take it as a word of a prophet, prophet or, a, or take it as a word as an, of an apostle or whatever, that's up to you. That's up to you. The fact is this, that God wants you to prosper. Question is, do you want to prosper? God wants you to prosper. That's right. The question now is, do you want to prosper? To see prosperity, the, or at least to see the prosperity that God wants you to have uh, become real and manifest in your life, there is always something you need to do. Okay, God says, I want you to prosper. He takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. And to see that, that word come alive and manifest in your life, there's something you need to do. And listen carefully. That something that you need to do is not, that something that you need to do is not write a check and send it to me. It's not to give $64 and $75, 200 people drop the dollars in, or in today's world, if, if you'd say me, send me a Bitcoin offering. No, no, that's not it. There is something you need to do. And I'm going to tell you that if you're ready, you're going to hear it. If you're not ready, get yourself ready because I'm going to tell you what that is. In Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, God spoke to Abraham in Haran and he said, do this, Abraham, leave your country, your relatives, your father's house and go to the land that I will show you. God told Abraham to do something, verse 2, Genesis 12, verse 2, he says, and I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. And make your name famous and you will be a blessing. So that was the promise that God made to Abraham. Right? So he spoke to him. He told him to do something out of the ordinary. Now when we are talking about the, the greatest wealth transfer, I must say this is not what you normally would expect you know people say oh the great wealth transfer is coming click like to my post or or say amen 100 people say amen no it's not going to happen it's not sorry it's just not going to happen there is something extraordinary out of the ordinary that you need to do 
for you to step into what God has for you. Genesis chapter 13 and verse 2 says, Now Abraham was extremely rich in livestock, in silver and in gold. So between chapter 12 and chapter 13, how many years went by, whatever, Abraham stepped into what God wanted him, or God had for him. God said, I'm going to bless you, Abraham. You need to do something extraordinary. Leave your family. Leave everything that is common to you. And go into an uncommon place. See, your success, your wealth transfer has to come in an uncommon place. A place that is not common. It's not normal. And Abraham, uh, sorry, Abraham, he wasn't Abraham yet. Abraham left his father and mother and he went out. The next chapter says Abraham was very rich in cattle, in silver and in gold. In doing what God told him to do, just leave and go, Abraham became very rich in all the leading assets of the day. Listen carefully. Abraham didn't become just rich with, you know, a little bit of money or whatever. He became rich. He became rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold. Those were the leading assets of the day, the top asset class. God gave him uncommon favor to step into what we would call today the marketplace, where he was. He would be able to to do things, to change things, to move things around. Silver, gold, and cattle. Those were the three main marketplace economies or leading assets that moved the economy in those days. So for you to see that greatest wealth transfer come to you, be ready to do something out of the ordinary. And in just doing that, you're going to see the, the blessing come to you. Now in Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 22, This is what I want to talk about, what you need to do. It's a couple couple of things. Simple, not difficult, but if you're going to step into what God wants you to do, wants you to have, this is what you got to do. And thank God it's not sending a check to me because I don't want to send it back to you. Proverbs chapter 13 verse 22. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. That's, that means to his grandchildren. And the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the righteous. Now that's a verse that everyone knows and a lot of people confess it and say, yes, the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous and I'm claiming my promise of God. I'm claiming this and claiming that. Hello, hang on a minute. Hold your horses. It isn't going to fall into your lap like that. It's not going to happen because God operates by principle. Say this to yourself. God operates by principle and so will I. Because if you look at that verse, it says a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. Now, he's not saying a good man will leave an inheritance to his children and his children's children. It says, if you look at some translation, it says a good man will leave an inheritance to his grandchildren. Now, when I read that, I was like, why did he say that? I mean, what's the difference? What's the difference In, in saying like, you know, children and children's children or just children's children, grandkids. I found it very su surprising, uh, you know, that it says this is what you're going to do. You're going to lay an inheritance for your grandchildren. You and I, if you're setting up an inheritance, 
you're setting up your inheritance for your grandkids. What about your kids? Hang on. Just a few days, surprisingly, just a few days ago, I watched a video of a multi-billionaire uh, give an interview. And in that interview, he says, I have not given my inheritance to my children. And so the person interviewing him was like, why didn't you do that? I mean, why didn't you give your inheritance to your children? He said, no, I gave my children enough to live, but not enough so that they can do nothing. He says, I've given my children enough so that they can live, but not enough so that they can do nothing. And that, and he, didn't, he, he spoke, right after he spoke about something else, but this is what he said. And that kind of sat in my spirit. And I, I, I did not know I'm going to go and the Lord's going to lead me to these verses and to pick up these verses. So when I picked this up, I was like, what is this guy talking about? Why should you leave an inheritance for your grandkids? And then he says, the wealth of the wicked is later for the righteous. So let me go to another verse just to help you understand. In Proverbs 22, verse 6 and 7, this is what we read. It says, we've probably read verse 6 many times. So let's, let me read verse 6 first. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. Now, how many, how many people, uh, how, many, how many of us have heard that verse before? How many of us have seen, uh, uh, you know, preacher or heard preachers talk about that verse? Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. Just drop it in the chat if you're on, on, on uh, either on Zoom or Facebook, whatever. Drop it in the chat if you've heard that verse before. Train up a child in the way you should go. When he's old, he will not depart from it. So what do you train up your child in? Oh, you should be a good child, respect your parents, uh, go to school, study, do all this stuff. Read the, read the Bible. If you don't read the Bible, you don't get breakfast. You're right? You know, uh, don't swear at others. You know, be a good boy, good girl, and all of these stories. But if you look at the next verse, look at the next verse. Want me to read it? <laughs> What's seven? The rich rule over the poor. And the borrower is servant to the lender. The rich rule over the poor and the borrower is servant to the lender. Let me read that together. Train up a child in the way he should go and when he is not, when he's old he will not depart from it. The rich rule over the poor and the borrower is servant to the lender. So this is what you need to to teach your children. It is your job to teach your children the principles that will cause them to be the movers and shakers in the economy. This is what you need to teach your children the principles of how to succeed in life, how to become economically successful financially successful this is your job and how do you teach your children by being an example if you take the word start obeying the word listen to the word look at the word and start putting into practice financial principles and you are being at that time when you're doing this when you become a doer of the word 
you are becoming a teacher to your children. You're teaching them that it is important for you to succeed financially, to be able to invest. Now, I will not use the word saving because saving is just deferred expenditure. Let me say that again. Saving is just deferred expenditure. It means that you are setting aside money which you're going to eat tomorrow. That is just what saving is all about. So if you're saying, oh, I, my, I, I invest, I save in my bank. No, sorry. That is deferred expenditure. Instead of spending it today, you're spending it. You are going to spend it one year from now or two years from now. That's not investment. Sorry, that's not investment. So you are supposed to be using financial principles to build yourself up, build, provide for your family, and you become the teacher that your children need because they're going to see you. They're going to see what you are doing financially and they're going to do the same thing because that's exactly what children do. They see their parents do and they do. Now, when you do that, you are setting up an inheritance, not for your children, because you are teaching your children to actually get skills, skills that they can use in their life. You are setting up an inheritance for your grandkids. Why not for your children? Because you're already providing for your children. You're helping them to go. You're teaching them financial principles so that they can grow. But you are setting up an inheritance for their generation. The next one. You are gone one step ahead. You are creating what is called generational wealth. You are creating it for your grandkids. So now when your child, when your son or your daughter grows up with these principles, they already have the platform to become successful because you have helped them to grow. You have taught them principles. And now they start setting up an inheritance for their children's children. You see how far it goes? It's always one generation ahead. Right? I never heard anybody come and teach me this. So when I was spending time and just saying, Lord, show me why... You know, stuff. God brought me to that video where this multi billionaire said, I'm, I've given my children just enough so that they can live, but not enough so that they can sit back and do nothing. Why? Because when you sit back and do nothing, you're not setting up your, your next generation. You're not setting up anything for your next generation. But train up a child in the way he shall go, and he will not depart from it. But what do you train him in? That the rich rule over the poor and the borrower is servant to the lender. So you teach your kids, you teach your children to grow in the financial principles that you put to practice and you use. So that you become wealthy and you set aside the, the inheritance for their children. So that your children will follow in your footsteps with the principles of God and set up a, uh, their inheritance for their children's children. So it goes on, grandkid to grandkid to grandkid, but you, every generation is being taught the principles of success. That's how it goes. Because the world, listen carefully, the world does not run on faith and prayer. Let's get this right. It runs on currency. It runs on finances. If you want to leave an inheritance for your grandkids, your grandchildren, you're going to do something 
and teach your children to do the same thing because they are seeing you while you set up that inheritance for your grandchildren. So when while you're doing this, you need to understand that it is not saying amen. It's not sending 50 people sending $50 or 100 people sending $101. That is just the biggest cock and bull story you ever heard is manipulation to the core. You need to be able to use the principles to understand how the economy operates. Let me get this, uh, get this out. Money creates money. Money is not evil. If you want to make an impact in your generation and your generation after you, you need to learn the principles of money. You need to learn it and then put it to practice so that your children see what you are doing and they do the same thing that you did in setting up an inheritance for your grandchildren and it goes on and on and you begin to create, you, 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 you set the ball in motion by creating generational wealth. What you need, what you and I need to do is teach our children how to think rich and operate in the principles that will make them rich. The education system is not going to do that. So if we're talking about the wealth transfer, the wealth transfer is not going to land in your lap without you doing anything. It has to have something uh, that you need to do out of the ordinary so that you can create that wealth for your grandchildren, for yourself. You can't create an inheritance if you don't have enough for yourself. So which means you're blessed, you're abundantly blessed, you're blessed out of your socks so much that now you're going to put other fill it up on the other side for your grandkids so principles work with the principles do what you need to do so that you set up the inheritance that side now you need to be able to teach your children you and your children to take your rightful place if you missed what i said go back and listen to it and uh, you know put it into practice ecclesiastes 10 verse 5 to verse 7 listen to this Ecclesiastes 10, 5-7. There is an evil which I have seen under the sun, like an error which proceeds from the ruler. It's like an error which proceeds from the ruler. Folly is set in great dignity in high places. And I think we all can agree, rulers today are like, you know, making mistakes all over, all over the world. We can all agree that folly stupidity is set in, in great places, in high dignity. You, you, you can just go through YouTube and you watch the leaders of the world and you wonder if they've got a doctorate in stupidity. I mean, it's ridiculous what they say. And then the verse goes on to say, folly is set in great dignity and in high places and the rich sit in low places. Now, I'm talking about sons and daughters of God who are supposed to be rich because you got the promises, you're quoting the scripture, you're claiming the scripture, you, you're supposed to be rich, but you're sitting in low places. And then he goes on to say, I have seen slaves on horses and princes walking like slaves on the earth. Princes need to take their rightful place on horseback. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, you are called and set apart by God to do great things. You need to be sitting on horseback. 
the camels are supposed to be bringing the wealth for the princes and, uh, and, and the princesses sitting on horseback, not to the slaves who are walking or, or, or working in, 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 in the homes or in the kitchen or in the, in the fields. Those camels that are coming, bringing the wealth from the nations, they are looking for the princes who are seated on the horses because a prince who's seated on a horse is someone who knows authority, who's put into practice authority and principles and living by those principles. A prince who does not put into practice his authority and live by the principles that his father has set before him becomes a slave. So it's time. It's time for a switch. Take your rightful place. We are believing, oh yeah, we believe for the wealth of the wicked to be laid up for the righteous. But we need to understand that the principles of finance and wealth creation, if we want to see this blessing come to us. So stop walking like a, you know, like a slave. Start living, thinking like a prince. Change your mindset. Change your mindset because when you change your mindset, things begin to change. You need, we need to understand what moves the economy? What's today's shapeshifter? What is that uh, particular thing that changes and brings the wealth to me? See, money moves the economy. And money is a currency that flows. That's why it's called currency, because it flows. Over the years, money has taken different forms. You know, form of barter system. that we. Uh, Irma was speaking about this a few weeks ago. Uh, on a Wednesday, the video is on Facebook. You can follow it. It's on, on our podcast as well on Spotify. You can follow it. Um, if we understand how money has changed over the years, the form of money is changed, then we need to understand in today's world what is moving the economy. What is God doing in the area of finances? Because money is a shape shifter that, sh that changes shape over time. It changes. So how do you prosper? How do you access the greatest wealth transfer? Change your mindset. I've shared verses um, earlier. We, we read those verses so that you, you understand, you see what those verses talk about. That you can see from the word of God, God wants us to prosper. Change your mindset. Name it and claim it as you heard, you know, is not what it is. Oh, brother, you name it and you claim it. You walk down the road and you see a Rolls Royce on the uh, uh, park and you put your hand on it and you say, I claim this car in the name of Jesus. And you don't even have a license. Okay, you got a license. Great job. But you don't have the money to put the fuel in that Rolls Royce. Go and buy a bicycle. At least you exercise your faith and that works better. Right? I've heard people say this. You know, you walk by a street and you see a car. You lay your hand on the car and you say, I declare this is coming to me in Jesus' name. And, you, and, and your pocket is empty. You don't have the money to maintain that thing. You don't have the money to pay for your insurance for the vehicle every year. You don't have the money to pay for the gas to put in the tank. Don't do it. Because you're just fooling yourself. Name it and claim it. Yes, you can name something. You can say, God, I'm, 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 I'm believing this. Because now I'm exercising my faith. Faith without works is dead. Yes, you need faith. But you also need to be using the principles that God has set before you. 
Your mindset needs to change. You begin to use the principles because along with that naming and claiming comes what something calls doing. What you call doing. Don't just name it and claim it. You need to do something to achieve it. So if you want that Rolls Royce, you've got to make sure that your bank account has enough money to pay for the insurance, to pay for the fuel for that car, and also to pay for the paint when somebody scratches your car. All right? It's not, it's not, it's not free. It's not, they're not going to give you free paint. So you need to be able to pay for these things. Before you say, I want to name it and claim it, you work with the principles, set up that inheritance, become prosperous in what God has has, has set before you. Educate yourself on what are the movers in the global economy. The education, the the, the, the financial uh, uh, system of the world took a turn in the early 90s which opened up an avenue for millions of people to actually uh, benefit from the financial market. Prior, uh, uh, prior to the 1990s, uh, you could not trade Forex on your own. You could not. This is just an example I'm giving you. You could not. You needed to have a broker and they needed to do the stuff for you. But after 1990, I think, if I'm not mistaken, the retail market was opened up. Forex retail market was opened up where anybody, anybody, can learn how to trade and go and trade themselves. So learn, educate yourself on what moves in the global economy. right? Start preparing yourself to go with it because the wealth transfer, along with great wealth comes great responsibility. If you don't know how to handle it, you're not going to get it. You're not going to be able to receive it. Like I said, saving is deferred expenditure. You're just setting aside what you're going to spend uh, tomorrow. So if you're saving, don't pat yourself on your back and say, wow, that's a great job I did. I save. I'm saving money. The money that you're saving is not working for you. It's worthless. In fact, if you save your money uh, for five years, if you take your money, put it in the bank in a term deposit for five years, uh, let's say you put a, a $1,000 just for the sake of number, $1,000 in, in the bank account for a term uh, and, and, and you save it for five years, at the end of five years, when you get back your money, that $1,000 is going to be worth less than what it is today. It means that whatever you've uh, used uh, that $1,000, uh, what it can buy today, it's not going to be able to buy it uh, tomorrow or after five years. It's just not going to happen. So don't say, I'm just saving and that's fine. That's my investment. No, it's not. Is just deferred expenditure. Invest because the word is filled with examples of how people in the word, saints of God, invested in whatever they did and were supernaturally blessed, were amazed by the result that they had. Isaac sowed in the time of famine. That was his investment he made and he received a supernatural harvest. So investing is something that you need to understand and you need to educate yourself in and start doing it because you are going to see blessing come to you. Now, when we talk about the greatest wealth transfer, one of the things that I want to talk about, the one thing that I want to talk about today is cryptocurrency. I see a lot of pre uh, preachers actually talking about it now. I, I remember 2016, I've shared this before, I just want to quickly drop it in. 2016, when God uh, led me into cryptocurrency and I got into cryptocurrency, uh, there were people who unfriended me on Facebook, said, no, 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 this guy is crazy, he's gone off. Uh, they didn't like it. 
a lot of people said, no, 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 we don't want this cryptocurrency. Why? Because it's supposed to be, a, a, you know, a world currency, you know, and the world currency is going to come when the Antichrist comes and all these stories. That's crazy. 2016. But I just believe the Lord because the Lord spoke to me to do something and I got into it and I learned what it was all about. I knew nothing about it. You see, because in 2016, uh, I, I, I was... I was pastoring a church, just, just, just out of pastoring a church. Been in ministry for so many years. Uh, it was already 23 years that I'd been in ministry, full-time ministry. And so the one thing that I knew more than anything else was preaching the word. I was like what you call a preacher, just a preacher, a simple preacher. That's it, nothing else. No, uh, no financial training, nothing. But God told me to do something and I began to educate myself in what God told me. Now, if you look at the money that is there in the world, all the money that's there in the world in circulation is more than enough to feed every person in the world. The money that is there, the, the, the trillions and trillions of dollars and whatever money is out in circulation, all the money put together is more than enough to feed everybody or give everybody a comfortable life in the world. Every human being, 7 billion human beings. But it's not happening. Why? Because it's under control. It's being manipulated. Silver and gold belongs to God. We read it in the word. Silver and gold belongs to, to me. God. So we, we understand that God's word says silver and gold belongs to him. Paper money is man-made money and controlled by private banking corporations. Okay, It's not even controlled by the government. It's controlled by private banking institutions. In 2009, when the world went uh, into the financial recession with the Lehman Brothers, the banking corporations, everything fell. Somewhere in, in, in crypto space, in cyberspace, uh, God allowed for something to happen where you had a currency that appeared called Bitcoin, something called cryptocurrency. And this was touted or this was uh, named as the people's money. And rightly speaking, it's a people's money because it is not controlled by any governmental authority. Now, why am I talking about this is because the greatest wealth transfer that is in force today, I'm not saying it's going to come. I'm saying it is here. It's been here for for over uh, you know, 10 years, 11 years now, 12 years actually going on since 2009. The greatest wealth transfer is in cryptocurrency. It's already here. Listen to me, people. Listen to me. A lot of people ask me, I mean, I, I, can, I, I don't want to name anybody. I don't want to, uh, but a lot of people Preachers asked me, some even went on to say, you know what, I believe God is telling me to do this. But when you bring it to them, they are so overwhelmed with the, not with the, uh, with the information that's there that they step back. You know, say, oh no, I, I don't know. I don't think I want to do this. So many people. Let me tell you something, church. Let me tell you something, guys. The greatest wealth transfer that has come upon this earth, not to the church, not just to the church, to the earth, is cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency has made more a uh, number of millionaires than any other form of uh, monetary, uh, any other monetary form in a, in a specific period of time. Cryptocurrency is the only one thing that has made so many multi-millionaires in a short period of time. It's not happened with gold. It's not happened with silver. It's not happened with diamonds. It's not happened with uh, you know, paper currency. So I believe, I believe this, 
I believe God has orchestrated this in a way that the whole world is blessed with this greatest wealth transfer. Not just the church. And he, and he gave us this wisdom. He gave us the wisdom uh, to get into it and start uh, operating in it. And I know many Christians, many preachers, many on the call today have benefited extremely from uh, getting into cryptocurrency. I know people who have become multimillionaires just because they listened to the word like I'm speaking tonight and got into cryptocurrency. I just throw in an example I just thrown an example. I know a particular person who bought cryptocurrency, bought particularly Bitcoin, uh, about a month and a half ago. About a month and a half ago. And today, his holding in that Bitcoin, his holding with Bitcoin, has increased over 50%. He bought a certain amount of Bitcoin for a certain value of currency, and today, that has doubled, or at least has come to 50% increase. Now, you tell me in which other stream, which other industry can you see an increase in wealth like that? You can't. So, a lot of, I see a lot of preachers talking about, and, uh, about cryptocurrency and what God is going to do in cryptocurrency. And I'm saying, wow, that is amazing because God is doing a lot of things. God is allowing his people to get into this stream of cryptocurrency so that, you know, they can be blessed and become a blessing uh, to others. You know, so uh, praise God for that. I'm not going to prophesy to you and tell you what, what the price of something is going to be. I'm not going to tell you whether you should buy Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum or Ripple or any of this stuff. On the call. No, I'm not going to do that. If you want to know what, what you could buy, depending on your financial status, depending on what goals you want to achieve, you're most welcome to contact me privately. I'm not going to market uh, you know, anything to you. I'm just going to talk to you and share with you what God has done in my life and give you tips of what you can do to get into the greatest wealth transfer. Okay? So, I see preachers doing this, uh, you know, coming up openly and talking about it. And I'm, I'm saying, thank you, Lord, because at least now there are some others who are talking about it. You know, that's a great thing that's happening. So the wealth transfer, the greatest wealth transfer is upon us. I'm just going to go quickly over a couple of things and then we're going uh, to end this. So what should you do? Listen to the voice of the Spirit. You can listen to me and say, you know what, hey, okay. I just want to walk away with this. I'm done. I don't want to listen to it. But listen to the voice of the Spirit. And I believe I have, I'm, I, I'm, I'm one of the voices that, uh, or at least I, 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 the way I am, I believe I hear God. I know what God is saying. And I've seen it happen in the lives of people when I share this with them, several of them on the call on Facebook, several of them on Zoom. I've shared the same thing and they put it into practice. So listen to the voice of the Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit. Ask the Spirit of God, what should I do? Show me. Teach me. And he will teach you. You will have wisdom come to you. Decide to act upon it. The second thing is decide to act upon it. Don't say I need to understand it first. Decide to act upon it. Your decision counts. The third thing, educate yourself on what you can do. Speak to someone who can help you. 
Not somebody is going to say, you know, you need to pay me this and then I'm going to tell you this. No. Speak to someone who can, who can genuinely help you. There's several people on the call uh, who can help you. Uh, you know, Madeline, Jeff and Anna, Ricky. Uh, just off my head, I'm telling you, I can't see the, the list of people on the call. Uh, you're most welcome to contact us, contact me or whoever it is. You know, talk to somebody who can help you. Start investing. Start setting up that inheritance for your grandchildren or even for yourself. Start building up the wealth for yourself and for your families after you. Start investing. Don't say even the word saving to me because I don't believe saving is investment. It's not. It's deferred, in, deferred expenditure because it's just going to sit there and do nothing. Money likes to work. If you put it to work, it will work for you. If you don't put it to work, it's not going to do anything. So start investing. Set up that inheritance for yourself. Teach your children how to invest. Teach your children how to invest. This is one of the greatest things that you can do to ensure that your generation has generational wealth. Teach them how to invest. And finally, go out and do it. It's pretty simple. Just go out and do what you heard. I believe God has set up this or uh, this greatest wealth transfer and he's brought it to the world not not just to the church guys this is not an you know an an inclusive thing it's only for the church it's a, if you're a child of god you're going to prosper no it's for the whole world but i'm sharing principles to you and to anybody you can anybody can use this whether you're christian or not christian i don't i don't care these principles you can just use it and be blessed you can work with it and be blessed so i believe god has brought about the greatest wealth transfer that is in force in, our, in the world today since 2009. Question is, are you ready to take action and get into that wealth transfer and let that wealth transfer come to you and to your family, to your church, to your community, to whatever, whatever, whoever. Are you ready to take that wealth transfer and use it to be a blessing because I believe this. This wealth transfer, especially in the area of cryptocurrency, is so that the world will be blessed. Whether finance is not controlled, the money is not controlled by evil, greedy financial corporations. It's not. And I believe God has brought this to the nations of the world for a time like this. So if this is something that you resonates with your spirit and you're saying, you know what, hey, I want to get into that. I want to learn how to do that. Reach out to us. If you're on Facebook Live, we're going to go offline uh, right now. But thank you for joining us. You're most welcome to reach out to us and, uh, you know, chat with us, talk to us, inbox us. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be glad to, uh, to work with you, to assist you and to just share some stuff with you that can help you get on your journey uh, with the greatest wealth transfer. But thank you for joining us on Facebook.